the physician-owned hospital industry is seemingly under attack. Despite success stories in certain parts of the country, the ability of doctors to own their own hospitals, particularly specialized facilities, continues to meet opposition. So just what is the future of the physician-owned hospital? Welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Scott Becker, who is co-chairman of McGuire Woods Healthcare Practice and editor and publisher of Becker's ASC Review, a publication that focuses on the ambulatory surgery industry. For nearly two decades, Mr. Becker has practiced law in the healthcare industry since his 1989 graduation from Harvard Law School. Mr. Becker is well-versed in surgery center, hospital and healthcare-related transactions, joint ventures, and regulatory matters, and he joins us today from his offices on Wacker Drive in downtown Chicago. Scott Becker, welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD. Thank you, uh, Bruce, for having me. I appreciate it very much. Well, we've known each other for a long time now, and if you could be so kind as to tell us about the physician-owned hospital business and just where that stands, because it seems that it was only recently gaining momentum in certain parts of the country where doctors wanted to build specialized heart and orthopedic hospitals. And now we're hearing about some hurdles and perhaps they've always been there, but it seems like this has escalated recently. Certainly. Let me give you some background on the current state of physician-owned hospitals. Currently, there's about 200 or so hospitals in the United States that have some form of physician ownership, meaning some physicians own part of it. Of those 200, probably 20% of those have a partner, which is another hospital, meaning a larger for-profit or not-for-profit hospital. In addition, the physician-owned hospitals in the country are largely located in about 20 to 25 states, many of which through sort of the West, Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, a handful of other states that have a great number of physician-owned hospitals and then in the eastern seaboard states, very, very few. There's a whole variety of reasons that drove the differences in where they're located. The variety of physician-owned hospitals is significant. There are physician-owned leading tertiary care hospitals, such as the 200-bed partially physician-owned hospital in Green Bay, Wisconsin, that was developed several years ago. And then there are lots of multi-specialty hospitals meaning physician-owned hospitals that do a whole variety of types of procedures. And then there are the more focused orthopedic and or cardio-driven hospitals. There's been battle-lines drawn over physician-owned hospitals. Well, that's interesting because you would think that there would actually be more. I mean, you hear so much about it, and there's only 200 hospitals that do have a physician ownership. Has that fluctuated in recent years? I mean, it seems like it is, it's on the rise. Um, I know there's one in Chicago and a few years ago in Texas, there were a lot of heart hospitals propping up. I mean, has, has that increased a lot over the years? Sure. What's happened is If you go back several years ago, you started to see the rise of physician-owned hospitals, and this was somewhat a cousin to the development of surgery centers, which we've spoken about before. There's about 5,500 physician-owned surgery centers in the country, and many of the same concepts that went into that, you could build something where you had control over your environment, where you could focus on specific types of procedures, and you could possibly do it at a lower cost 
are what drove the initial development of specialty hospitals. What's happened in terms of battle lines, the general hospitals in the country, whether represented by the American Hospital Association or the Federation of American Hospitals, generally hated the concept of physician ownership of surgery centers because it led to a whole line of business that's a profitable line of business that moved out of hospitals and into surgery centers. From their perspective, there was little they could do to shut down physician ownership of surgery centers. When they ultimately viewed the ownership of surgery centers, you know, something like being attacked by guns or knives. When the development of physician-owned hospitals developed, they viewed this as being attacked by, you know, tanks and nuclear weapons. And, and what happened essentially was the general hospital industry mounted a very aggressive legislative battle, both in Washington and in the states, to stop the development of physician-owned hospitals. And they did so with some significant success. So in 2003, they were able to persuade Congress essentially to put a moratorium on the further development of physician-owned hospitals. That moratorium expired at sometime in 2005 or so, but what it did was it obviously chilled the development and chilled the development of the industry. It also wasn't the end of the discussion. If you're just joining us or if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japsom with the Chicago Tribune, and I'm talking today with Scott Becker. He's co-chairman of the law practice, uh, McGuire Woods, and he joins us from his office on Wacker Drive in Chicago. And he's also the editor and publisher of Becker's ASC Review, where he's following the hospital industry and the physician's ability to own a hospital. And we were just talking about the fact that this moratorium ended in 2005 that would basically allow doctors to get involved in owning hospitals. But if you think about it, if you're a private equity fund or somebody who wants to loan the doc some money to build his own hospital, if the regulatory climate is a little unsettling, you're probably not going to offer that money. I mean, is that kind of what happened? And could this pick up again? I mean, could physicians have some hope if they want to get involved in owning a hospital? Sure. What's happened after the end of the moratorium this was really just the beginning of the fight over whether physicians should be allowed to own hospitals or not. In fact, what happened was the American Hospital Association and the Federation of American Hospitals renewed and energized the lobbying efforts to try and get to stop physician ownership of hospitals. And they, their basic arguments are that these facilities represent a conflict of interest and that they cherry-pick and where they struggled legislatively for a couple of years due to some political changes in Washington, their arguments have gained more proponents, and we'll discuss why or the genesis of the politics in this in a moment. The Physician Hospital Association of America, which represents physician ownership of hospital, has long argued that these physician-owned hospitals add another alternative that they're often safer, they don't have a lot of the hospital-based infections because they're focused more on surgical patients than sick patients, that they're highly focused on a certain type of care, so they're able to provide care very well and efficiently, and often that they can provide services at a much lower cost than can general hospitals that are built around a whole variety of services. What's happened in D.C. is really interesting and it's largely driven by changes of congressional makeup over the last few years. 
if you go back a few years ago, the strongest advocates for physician-owned hospitals were essentially the Republican-led House of Representatives and some Republican leaders in the Senate. As the House changed hands last November, this or two Novembers ago now, this ended up being a very bad situation for physician-owned hospitals in that the Democrat-controlled House was generally more favorable towards regulatory fixes to problems on health care than entrepreneurial and physician-owned fixes on health care. So what's happened is you used to have the Republican House as sort of the protective bulwark against legislation that would prohibit physician ownership. When people like Congressman Stark and others in the House on the Democratic side returned to power in the House, they have a much stronger view of concerns about what are perceived by the AHA or portrayed by the AHA as conflict of interest issues. So what, what happened was, instead of having a House of Representatives that views this as supporting innovation and competition, you've got one that's much more focused on the regulatory view and on conflict of interest. Aside from the congressional landscape, are there pockets, though, in the country, different states where the model has still thrived? I'm thinking of Indiana or certain states with certificate of need, or do they really have to have the blessing of the federal government to do a hospital like this? There's really two pieces to that. There's certainly plenty of places that have a much greater population of physician-owned hospitals. Uh, Indiana is one of them, California, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, the Dakotas, number of other places where they really have thrived. Like all businesses, you know, once they've been in business for a few years and there's been more development of these, people get a much clearer picture of whether they're easy to make work or not easy to make work. Well, I would like to thank Scott Becker, who has been our guest. He is the co-chairman of the law practice at McGuire Woods in Chicago, and we have been discussing physician-owned hospitals and the climate, the regulatory climate for doctors to get in this business and potentially look forward to providing some services that are competition with the other hospitals in town and something we'll be watching as we go forward. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune, and you've been listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library in on-demand podcasts. And I would like to thank you today for listening.